And we were in a unique place because we were trying to evaluate and make a long-term decision on what was going to be best for our future and our families and our business long-term. But we also needed to eat today. Yeah. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Have you ever let the pressure of a situation force you into a bad decision? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. I am Brian Carmi with my brother, Dale, co-founders of Forever Lawn. And we are talking through our story. Uh, at this point, we were out in Albuquerque, and we had uh, been dealers for a company, AstroTurf or AstroLawn, and they had filed bankruptcy. And we were in a little bit of a free fall trying to figure out what was next. Yeah, it was more than a little bit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was out of the plane, no parachute, just plumb- plummeting towards the ground there, Brian. And, and so we, we talked about, we started getting these calls from other companies that were interested in, in selling their products to us or through us. And we had had a conversation with some other dealers dealers, from the Astralon, uh, network and we started getting samples in and we started to look at, you know, potential for products that we could sell moving forward. Yeah, so so we were at a point, and, and you were probably right when you said a little bit of a free fall, because we went from the all-out plummeting towards the earth to realizing, hey, there there is hope here. When we realized that there were other companies reaching out to us, seeing if we wanted to represent their product, when we talked to the other Frevalon dealers, and even though that group didn't go the way we really wanted it, that was the split between... Most of the people just wanted a commodity product. They could sell quick, sell cheap, make their money and get out. We wanted a quality. We wanted something that was going to last, that would stand the test of time. And again, said a couple of times, we were kind of thinking generationally, right? It wasn't yeah. just us and what we're doing right now. It's what we're going to be doing five or 10 years from now and then something to pass on to our kids. So we we get to this point where, uh, as you started to say, we're we're now getting samples in. We're realizing, okay, maybe there, there's hope here. We can get this figured out. But the question wasn't so much now, you know, are we going to continue to do this? But it was, what's the direction? Where are we going? And we were in a unique place because we were trying to evaluate and make a long-term decision on what was going to be best for our future and our families and our business long-term. But we also needed to eat today. Yeah. We were in a position where we were, you know, talk about people that live paycheck to paycheck. We were a business living job to job. And we were unable to sustain months without work. We had to continue selling jobs. Um, and, you know, we were, we're without supply. We have no one to supply us product. We had uh, a few remnants or scraps or leftover pieces from previous jobs in our warehouse. And uh, we had customers that still wanted to buy product from us. Yeah. So if we look at the question we ask here, you know, have you ever let the pressure of the situation force you into a bad decision? We were at a point, Brian, where 
there was certainly pressure there. We're out of business. We don't have a product. We don't have a supplier. What are we going to do? The, the knee jerk reaction or the impulse reaction was to pick a product and go right. take a look. We were getting samples in we're, we're, we had a couple of people sending us samples. We went out and started looking and trying to find people produced grass. We're requesting samples. It'd be real easy to get the samples, throw them out on a table. I like this one, make that decision to move forward. That would have, uh, responding to the pressure, that would have been what we did. Fortunately, we kind of pumped the brakes on that. And it was, yes, we need to get the samples. We need to look at this, but we're making that long-term decision. So we need to do more than just look at something on a table and, and pick it and go. We wanted to research. We wanted to know more about the product. How was it made? And that was really a question we'd never asked before. Mm-hmm. Um, who's behind it? Who's making it? What do they do? What are their values? What's important to them? What What's the long-term opportunity for that company, for us, whatever, we, we started asking a lot bigger questions because we were answering a pretty big question. Right. And at the, at the same time, we're trying to hold together a little bit of a coalition of, you know, we had um, dealers, we had this group of, of Astroline dealers, and we talked about there were some that took the, you know, the let's go cheap and fast. And there were some that were kind of in this in-between, kind of on the fence of, did they want to hang with us and see where we were headed? Did they want to go the other route? But every day that went by, it was harder for us to just say, hey, hey guys, just just trust us. We're, we're working through this decision. And, and we had people on our team, right? We had <laughs> yeah, we team did. employees, team members that were getting a little bit restless. They wanted to know, hey, what direction are we going? What what are the answers here? We can't just wait forever. And so we have the, the external pressures um, of, you know, customers and needing to, to fill orders and jobs. We had the internal pressures from, you know, uh, our team members and, and other dealers that we wanted to, I don't know which one of those is external, which one is internal, but. I think you had external customers, you had internal team, team members. members, and you had the in-between world, which was the other, <laughs> the dealers. other dealers. And and it was almost like with those other dealers, and, and I forget the exact number, let's say 20, 20, 25 other dealers. It was almost like there were these names all written on a whiteboard. and. Mm-hmm. You know, after the first call, you could take five of them off because right. they were going the other way. And then there's this maybe one or two at, at the bottom that you would say, these ones were, were pretty much in our camp. And there was this whole group in the middle. Every day we didn't make a decision. It's like you take the eraser and take another name off the board. That's right. And every time one of those dealers, I mean, it, we weren't looking at these dealers as any particular benefit to us. Like we didn't see them as our dealers are buying from us, but it was part of that buying power. Mm-hmm. We had a group. If we had not just Dale and Brian in Albuquerque, but Ty in Florida and Randy in Tucson, and um, any number of these other people that were on this whiteboard on our team, when we're talking, when we're talk- looking at these samples and talking to these customers, we have this this uh, I don't know consortium, this clout, this group that can say, "Look, it's not just these two guys in Albuquerque asking; it's this whole collection of us." So hopefully we can get a better deal, better product, better attention, you know, be, be a bigger fish in the ocean, so to speak. So, uh, and a lot of those people on that board were looking to us to know what we were doing because we were the ones that on that call said, uh, yeah, well, this is long-term. We need a long-term answer. 
And every day we would say, well, we haven't made a decision yet. We don't know. Take another name off the board. Take another name off the board. That was a very real pressure. Then we have Eli mm-hmm. coming to us. He's our salesman saying, guys, I, I need something to sell. I need to know who we are. I need to know what we're doing. How can I go out on these sales calls when I don't know what I'm selling? Yeah. And, and we said, look, right now you're Astralon Southwest. Right now you're selling artificial turf. And you show them the samples we have. And that that's what we do. Just just hang in there with us. And we had Richard, same thing. I mean, we we had um, Randy down in Tucson. These guys with Ty in Florida, right? There's all all this group, and like, we knew Ty was on board with us. Right. But the others, we're sitting here thinking, you know, we could lose this. And it wasn't that long ago that. We thought we had a really good team and everything was going. Yeah, like three um, months. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had we had we had well, arrived. We had, we we had, had this well oiled machine. Multiple install teams, multiple salesmen. Um everything was going Representing great. Representing the biggest name in the industry. Now we don't have um a supplier. We don't have a product. We technically don't have our name, even though we continued to use it. And we don't have our team or our whole install team was gone because we'd let them go off the uh, Christmas debacle. And now we're losing our salesman and our project leader. And it just felt like a massive train wreck. And, you know, we were, we were going through this uh, process of getting samples in. I remember we had a spreadsheet with all these different companies and, you know, what did they have to offer? And, And we kept finding there were gaps. We would find a product that we liked but, you know, we didn't trust the people that were standing behind it. Or we would find good people, but the product was like just product. a little bit iffy. Or maybe it was a, a good product, but, you know, we had this idea of wanting to do new and different things. And, and we didn't, you know, people weren't maybe as innovative as we wanted. So we, and, and you know, looking back on it, I don't think it happened in the moment. But really, that those were our core values, right? Quality, integrity, and innovation came out of, that was a void in the marketplace. We did not find what we were looking for. And, you know, there's, there's also this, um, I don't know, dilemma of something that sometimes looks good in a sample isn't going to look good in the ground or isn't going to last a long time. You can get a sample that feels great. It's soft and plush and feels so good to hold in a little one foot square. But when you see it installed a year, two years later, is it holding yeah, up? Yeah, and, and that to, to to any of our listeners that aren't very familiar with artificial turf, that might sound strange. But what happens is there's sample quality, which is something that, as you're saying, Brian, looks and feels good. You look at it up close. You have a one foot square piece of turf. You're holding it in your hands. You look at it. It looks good. You rub your fingers through it. It's real soft. Maybe the the grass blades are real fine, and and you think that's a great product. But like you're saying, you put it in the ground, maybe those fibers, because they're so soft, don't stand up well. Right. They don't wear. They wear out. They lay over. They break. They fall apart. So um, there were a lot of people, especially back then in the industry, that loved to sell the sample and didn't care what the product was. And that was kind of that commodity group, that quick and dirty group, I'll call it, that just wanted something that a customer would look at that would look good that they'd spend money on. And then 
um, they planned on being long gone before that, uh, you know, customer ever called back to say, hey, what you put in my yard here isn't uh, isn't kind of quite what I wanted. Then you go the other approach, you could have a product that is really great in the ground, performs well, wears well, does all this stuff. And in a sample, holding it up close, you know, two feet from your head while you're looking at it from your eyes, might not look so great. And so as a sample, you're sitting there saying, ooh, you know, <laughs> customer's going, what are you doing with this thing? But you put it in the ground and you stand up because most times when you're looking at a yard, you're standing, you're not laying on your belly. It looks really good. And so there's that conundrum of, am I, you know, am I, am I selling the sizzle or am I selling the steak? And that became a, a little bit of a, a point of contention with Eli. We talked about him as our first salesperson and, and he's, you know, again, getting a little restless as we go through this. Um, I don't want to say it was a mutiny, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a <laughs> there, there was this sense of, Hey guys, one, we need to move forward. And two, I like this really See, soft. This is this how sample. I want you to move forward. Yeah, this sample's right. And we we looked at it and we just said, you know, I we didn't feel good about that product long term. I think we, you know, had enough experience that we knew that the this nice sample that we were looking at wasn't going to stand up. It wasn't going to hold up to traffic. It wasn't going to last <clears throat> the test of time. Yeah, I, and and I don't want to get too lost in the turf part of this, but we are turf guys. We are and. I think up to this point, I would say we were generally ignorant about the product. About, I was going to use novice, but you can call about, us ignorant. About how it was made, about what made it good or bad. You know, we had our product that we had right. selected, you know, back in 2002, the Ashlon, and we believed it was the best. And we went out and sold it that way, but we really didn't know anything. And then as we got into this process, we were forced to learn. Guys, so many times things will happen in your life that are just seem like bad things, and they are, but there's something that's coming out of it. There's something that you are forced to do or thrown into or what have you that, that becomes a real benefit. And one of the benefits, and there were many, but one of the benefits we got out of this was we, we had to start looking at the product. What is it? What makes it good? Uh, what's what? What causes durability? Now we had this new thing, the monofilament. We didn't even know about what's monofilament. Man, it looks so great. Great, you know. What are the pros? What are the cons? The backing, and and we kind of in this short period of time, we kind of got our degree in artificial turf as much as we were able to, calling, talking, researching, doing all these things, and and that's that's how we started to realize. You know, what you see in the sample isn't necessarily what it's going to be on the ground. But again, to go back to that whiteboard of names that that it seemed like kept fading. And, um, you know, we had people that wanted quick answers or people that maybe didn't like the answers we were given. And and we eventually got to a point that team members started started jumping ship. And, and um, you know, I remember we uh, had a little bit of a blow up with with Eli and and he came out and he was not happy. We we'd kind of settled that we were headed a direction with a product. We had a product that we really liked. Yep. We felt like uh, it was from a sports field company. We we liked the way it looked, um, but more than that, we we felt like this was a long term answer. And 
Eli had this really nice soft sample that he wanted, and when we didn't head that direction, so so the the product you're talking about that we wanted to go, how'd that look as a sample? It wasn't the best looking sample. <laughs> it wasn't, and and Eli was he, he was, was looking at the sample because he was a salesman, and uh, I just remember this little bit of a showdown in our uh, one room office, and Eli coming in and. He said, you guys don't respect me. He said, you summarily dismissed me. <laughs> we said, what? Summarily dismissed. And I don't, I don't know. That line has stuck. That, it burned. Burned into our heads. And, um, and, and what was what he announced after he uh, said he was summarily dismissed? Yeah. Eli announced that he and Richard were <clears throat> leaving uh, our team. And they were going to go become turf consultants. Uh, which didn't even make sense. So we start questioning. We're like, well, what do you mean turf consultant? What are you going to do? And his answer was, we're going to consult customers on what turf is going to be best for them. It could be yours. It could be someone else's, whatever the customer wants. And we're like, well, who's the someone else? And, In well, essence, there's a company. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to sell for another company. So yeah, what he, what they really did is they joined another company and he was just trying to, find some nice way to sugarcoat it. So he kind of chewed us out and told us he was summarily dismissed, but it was kind of interesting because he had already made the decision yes, that they were leaving. And I think that was his way of justifying. justifying. Mm-hmm. And you, you see that a lot in life. A lot of times if somebody gets really angry and, and really starts to lash out, sometimes it's justified, but sometimes it's because they are trying to, protect themselves from a decision they already made. And they do that by lashing out at somebody else. And uh, that was it. So it, Eli's heading out the door, taking Richard with him. Um, Randy. Randy, Randy, Randy. He was like, one of those names on the board that every day you guys make a decision. We haven't made a decision yet. And, and he eventually said, you know what? I think that that lady in California, she, she had a turf product and it's cheap and, I think that's that's the direction I'm I remember go. him telling me how much he could buy the product for per square foot. That was his number one criteria was the price he could purchase it for. And we were just like, mm, just understand, it, you know, if, if you're buying it that cheap, there's a reason. Um, but so we lost Randy. So uh, most of the most of the other dealers that were on the Ashland came off that board. And um, but but we didn't. Uh, you know, I guess it's the title where we didn't compromise what we were looking for under these pressures. And look, there's that um, <clears throat> story in the Bible about building your house on the rock. Uh, you call it the parable of the builder. Builders. Builders. Um, but but look, <laughs> Jesus is talking about you can build your rock. You, you can build your house on the rock. Or you can build your house on the sand. The house built on the rock when the waves come and the storm comes and the things crash, the foundation remains and that house stands strong. If you build your house on the sand, when the storm comes and the waves come and they crash on the sand, the sand washes away and the house crumbles. And that that's a, such a simple parable, but it is so powerful and so deep if you think about it. And we were building our house choosing to build our house on the, the rock in this case being the foundation of a good product and a company with good values. Interestingly enough, we were building it in the storm, right? 
Oh yeah. I mean, the way the it waves felt like are crashing we were on quicksand. The yeah, waves are was... crashing on us. Everything's going to mess. And we're trying to start this new direction, um, and we're trying to build it on a rock, but we're we're looking for the rock, <laughs> right? The storm's on us. We're walking around and in the quicksand, as you said, looking for the rock. Like there's got to be a rock somewhere we can start building. But if we play it forward, that foundation would serve us so well in the years and decades to come because there were more storms coming in many different ways and types and having that foundation of a good product, a good company based on strong values um, has carried us through, through so much. So uh, just, I I love that parable. I think it's very fitting in this. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, in the middle of that storm, it may not have looked like we were standing on a firm foundation. Here we are, our our first, uh, we had already lost our crew. And you just kind of said this a little bit, but Eli, our very first team member, very first employee left us. Uh, Randy, our very first, you know, dealer slash partner had left us. Um, A lot of these names that we thought might be coming with us from Astralon kind of jump and ship. And, you know, we went from, again, thinking we had a pretty solid business and running, uh, you know, a a whole team of, of employees to Really, we were down to three. There was you, me, and Priscilla was so, still there, you know, kind of answering phones and managing the office. And that was it. We were starting over. It didn't feel good. It did not. <laughs> it did not feel good. But every week, um, although we were losing money, we were losing people, um, we we continued to focus on the long term. We, we, we kept We kept our vision kept our vision on where we wanted to be and we didn't get caught up in the the daily circumstances that were around us not to not to ignore them it was all very real but uh, again coming back to that opening question um look the answer to my question if I, if I ever let the pressure of a situation force me into bad decision oh my goodness more times than i would care to say um look we, we all make mistakes but this time we played it right. We, we took the long road. We played the long game. We didn't make the hasty decision. We, we evaluated, we, we did the, the homework. We, we researched, we took longer than I think anybody thought it should take. Um, but we did it right. And, you know, in the end we made it and there is a saying I love, and I don't know if I use it already, but it's people of integrity expect to be believed. And when they're not, they let time prove them Right. And I like to feel like we're sitting at a place now where we can look back in there and say, yeah, we did it right. Well, I don't think any of those people that jumped ship are still in this industry. So I, I feel like that's a confident position to take. And, you know, again, we're talking through this in one episode. This was a long period of time. And I think, you know, next week we can kind of talk through what went on during that time. But we we had nine weeks from the time that we found out Astralon was was out and and instantly it wasn't like in the next two weeks it's out it's like that day there are no orders shipping even orders that maybe you've paid for they're not shipping (laughs) and we had to to survive um but during that nine weeks we went through a deliberate process and we wanted to make sure that we built on that rock that solid foundation moving forward and yeah it wasn't uh it wasn't a fun time uh, but looking back on it, uh, it was a very formative time, and it was something that set the direction for who we are today. Yeah. And, and just 
I'm going to throw this out there. We're talking about business and building our <clears throat> business on the rock. And as I say, in life, we, we built our we built our lives on the rock, the foundation, which is Christ. And that underlines all of this because this is a business and had that business crumbled and had things not worked out and had we failed and got another direction, it would have been all been okay because that's all temporal. And, you know, knowing that, that we're building our our life and placing our eternity on the rock of Christ is, is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, um, you know, I would just say to any of you out there that are maybe in those storms and you're feeling pressures and, you know, do what Dale said, you know, we, we had, uh, Damon West, um, you know, come in and, and speak at one of our conferences. And he, he talked about the idea of playing forward the decisions that you're making and is you're in those moments and you think about, Hey, what, what's the right decision here? We'll, we'll play forward that decision you're making. And if I choose A, what's it look like a week from now, a month from now, two years from now, five years from now? Or if I choose B, what's that look like? And I would encourage you to think long term. And, you know, there are going to be pressures. There are going to be moments where you make a reactive decision. But as best as possible, you know, when you're in those storms, pause a minute. Think about you know, what's the decision? What's the story you want to tell a year from now, five years from now, when you look back on the moment you're in? And, you know, again, uh, I would encourage you to to build on a solid foundation. And in life, again, for us, that's our faith in Christ. And, and you know, building everything on that, that influences our values. That influences, um, you know, the decisions we make on a daily basis. But from a business perspective, what's the foundation you know, if you're running a business, or you're running an organization, what do you want that business to be known for? What do you want that organization to look like? And make the decisions, again, that are that are long-term good, not short-term easy. Absolutely. Um, so, so, guys, I hope, hope you find some value here again. We're, you know, impact without limits. So we're, we're trying to find ways to use our story and our experiences to uh, hopefully relate to you and help help you. Um, become people of impact and create people of in- impact. Don't just stop at being that person of impact, but look around and see who you can mentor and teach and coach to and encourage to also become people of impact because we can affect positive change, you know, one person at a time, one life at a time. So we, we encourage you to do that. And, um, you know, if, if you're finding value here, if you like it, if there's something you're, you're, you're hearing, you think, man, that would be great to share, share it, um, you know, forward the, the podcast, there's little buttons you can hit to give more options and you can share the podcast. You can do a screenshot of it and send it to somebody. Um, you can just tell somebody about it, get the word out there. And, and if you like it, also remember, give us a review. So uh, join us next week. We'll talk a little bit more about what that time frame, that land in between looked like. Uh, but until then, keep charging. And go be people of it. This is the Threads Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.